From COK Studios in Steve Inskeep's Hobby Room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider what people are saying about the diversity makeover Mattel has given to Barbie and what it means for the Ken doll. We'll also consider the recent dangers posed by the Zika virus in our Consider Your Health series. And we'll consider how to act laid back during a grease fire. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving special 2016 election-inspired dishes like the char-burned Sanders burger made with kosher beef, the Cruz Cuban sandwich bites with Canadian bacon, or the Chris Christie all-you-can-eat buffet trough. OMG McFlippies, flip in some political flavor, neighbor. And... Feelings Academy, a charter school for free-spirited children with no boundaries, now offering basket weaving, vegan cooking, and AP hacky sack repair. Feelings Academy, just do whatever. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Last week, Mattel announced that Barbie has gotten a makeover. A whole bunch of them, in fact. There are 33 new Barbie dolls available in three new body types, petite, tall, and curvy, and seven skin tones, 22 eye colors, and 14 different face styles. The move to make Barbie more diverse is being seen as a smart business strategy on Mattel's part, given that sales have declined in each of the past four years. Also, if consumers can see themselves in their dolls, they will probably be more likely to purchase those dolls. With Barbie being changed to reflect the skin tones and body types of the girls who play with her, the question is, what about Ken? Ken, Barbie's male counterpart, is also undergoing a transformation by Mattel. I investigated what the new Ken dolls will look like and how it will affect the population of little boys who play with them. Following the makeover of Barbie, Mattel has now begun work on making a more realistic Ken doll that reflects the different personalities and body types of American boys. Gone is the all-American handsomeness and the default amazing body, and in its place is a wide variety of male dolls. Barbie and Ken both need to reflect the American population and the American ideal. The difference between when they first came out and now is that the population has become more diverse, and we have a variety of opinions about what the ideal body is. Owen Graff is the Mattel executive who is overseeing Ken's makeover, and he says that Ken's update is probably even more critical than Barbie's. Barbie is, and always has been, a very popular toy for girls, but Ken hasn't ever been equally popular with boys, so we need to make him over, so that he will be a more universal doll that boys will want to play with. How did you figure out how to update Ken? Oh, lots of market research. I can't tell you how many focus groups we did. It became clear that we needed to create a bunch of different Ken dolls to reach everyone. I had a ball designing these new Ken dolls. Veteran designer and stylist Peter Grigio was the man Mattel turned to to make their new line of diverse Ken dolls. After we did the focus groups, we determined we needed to create 74 different Ken dolls. Wow, that's a lot. What were some of the new Kens? Well, we've got Gym Rat Ken, we've got Needs to Lose a Few Pounds Ken, we've got Man Boobs Ken. There's also a Ken who still lives with his parents and comes with an Xbox and a pair of sweatpants. We also have several hipster Kens. One is a barista with a handlebar mustache and ear gauges. He comes with a fixed gear bike. And then there's an artisanal cheesemaker Ken who has two tattoo sleeves and an arcade fire t-shirt. 
You've gotten very specific. Oh, he had to. It's what kids wanted. We've got Evangelical Ken, who comes with an adorable pastel sweater vest and pleated khakis, a Bible, and a pamphlet on gay conversion therapy. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have a whole line of gay Ken dolls for those little boys. Oh, what are those like? Amazing. We went very general with a few. Twink Ken, Bear Ken, Musical Theater Ken, Closet Case Ken. He comes with a flash drive for all his gay porn and an oblivious girlfriend, Beard Barbie. Hmm, sounds about right. Then we have very specific ones like Drag Queen Ken, Grinder Ken, he's a slut, and my personal favorite, Elton John Ken. He comes with 34 different kimonos and 50. Two pairs of glasses. Did you make ones with different skin tones and hair, like the new Barbies? Yes. Uh, we have man buns, receding hairlines, comb-overs, fades, totally bald heads. And as for skin tones, we have a whole spectrum from very white to more of an olive tone, like my boyfriend, Zac Efron, to light brown and then darker brown, like Tay Diggs. Mmm, yum. Sounds like you've really got it all covered. Oh, we do. We even did a Caitlyn Jenner, Bobby Ken trans crossover doll. Sorry, girl. I've got to go. A bunch of Elton John heads have jammed in the machine at the factory. Kisses! As companies like Mattel make grand, sweeping gestures towards their commitment to diversity, the makeover of Barbie and now Ken might be one of the biggest steps forward. For COK News, I'm Dinah Jones-Mallon. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series. The Zika virus has gone from an obscure disease to an international public health emergency in the past few weeks, with cases in South America, Africa, and Southeast Asia. Alex Truman joins us to give some insight into Zika and what can be done to stop its spread. Good to see you, Alex. Greetings, Cutter. Now just give us a little background of the Zika virus, if you would. Certainly. There is still quite a bit we don't know about it, but Zika is an illness often accompanied by rash, fever, joint pain, and conjunctivitis. It is spread by mosquitoes of the Aedes genus, the same mosquito species that carries the dengue and chikungunya viruses. Only one in five people infected experience symptoms, but some cases are severe enough to require hospitalization even though no deaths have been reported. Public health officials are concerned because of the hypothesis that the virus may cause birth defects if a pregnant woman becomes infected. The biggest outbreak right now is in Brazil, correct? Yes. And the World Health Organization is doing all they can to stop the spread. Now, how can that be done exactly? Really, the best way is to eradicate or control the mosquito population. Now, isn't that kind of difficult? It can be, yes. But I spoke to a man who has been trying to get Brazilians and people in other affected countries to think like a mosquito. I've been living among the mosquitoes for 16 years, and I know how to beat them. Rupert Percival is a British entomologist and anthropologist who has been called the Jade Goodall of mosquitoes. His years of research could hold the key to stopping the Zika virus. To beat them, you need to get inside their heads, really understand them. These little blighters, Aedes aegypti breed in shaded wet places. So cities are an ideal habitat and they feed on humans. It's the female that bites us and uses our blood to produce eggs. They carry all sorts of nasty stuff, including Zika. That sounds terrifying. 
That's why I've spent so many years with them, studying their ways. One of my first mosquitoes was Kiko. She was very inventive about finding wet spots to lay her eggs. Open barrels, buckets, holes in the ground. Even though she only lived for nine days, we became quite close, and I learned a great deal from her. I can still feel her sucking my blood sometimes. Ah, Kiko. Uh, I see. Kiko's offspring were also key to my research. Bongo, Lola, and Vicky were eggs for an incredible 450 days, in a kind of suspended animation. They waited to hatch until the rains came. That's why Zika is so bad in Brazil right now, because it's the rainy season. How were you aware they stayed dormant as eggs for 450 days? Observation. And I spoke to them. Uh, you spoke to them? Yes, I speak mosquito. Most of the dialects, in fact. What was that you just said? There really isn't a way to say it in English, but the closest thing would be, I plan to lay my eggs in that gutter over there. What do people need to do to combat these mosquitoes? Destroy their breeding grounds, and be vigilant. If I learned one thing in my time among the bloodsuckers, it's that they will not stop. The only mosquito I ever knew that wasn't a relentless bloodthirsty machine was Percy. He was such a sweet boy, wouldn't suck the blood from a fly. Sadly, Percy died only 20 minutes after hatching. God too sued. Indeed. But don't be thinking there's any more like him out there, because there aren't. You need to root them out where they live. But first, you've got to earn their trust. They'll never see it coming if you befriend them first. Sounds like a good plan. It's sad to betray them, but it's the only way. I can still hear the screams of Bongo, Lola, and Vicky as we napalm their breeding grounds. Hopefully the Brazilians will take Rupert's advice and end the spread of Zika virus. Well, I sure hope so, too. Thanks for coming by, Alex. You're welcome. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio... Go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also get breaking news from our team on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow, and you can like us on Facebook. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Marianne Wetzel, Natalie Thorpe, Hobart Willis, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Oh, we do. We even did a Caitlyn Jenna Bobby Ken trans cover cross, cross, <laughs> trans cross. Damn it! Cross over it all! A motocross! Motocross! <laughs> all right.